And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, March 31st. This is the first day that we are recording, Mark, since I returned from Florida. So a few thoughts about the state. Number one, um, my sister-in-law wore on the airplane a Just Say Gay N95 mask, which I thought was great. You saw that when my girlfriend went up to receive her diversity award, she and the guy who was also receiving it, um, they both wore Just Say Gay t-shirts. And my brother-in-law, who is going to chair this conference next year, um, gets up at the end of the whole conference and essentially said, in I think a much more eloquent way than the people at the Academy Awards, like, hello, Florida, I have two gay sons and I love them. And that was kind of it. So it's a strange, it was a strange place to receive a diversity award. But, you know, these things, Mark, they're scheduled, you know, three years in advance usually. So, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think there was really much to do except sort of be there and be proud. And for all of our friends who are listening in Florida, I think you have a really nutty, nutty governor and uh, some politicians there who seem to have misplaced their fears. They should be so fearful of me, you know? There's no better thing to be fearful of, right? Anyway, I don't want to linger too much on that because it really was lovely. The weather was fabulous. Oh, Mark, did I tell you that I went to Universal Studios, the, the theme park, the Universal theme park? Disaster. Number one, I remembered, and my mother was laughing when I said this. I'm like, did I always dislike amusement parks. She said, well, you know, you went to Disney World with your grandparents the year it opened. And if you recall, you either severely sprained or broke your ankle while you were there at age seven. (laughs) And the good news was that I was actually in a wheelchair. So my sister said we got to cut every line because I was in a wheelchair. But more importantly, I don't like roller coasters. What's your view on roller coasters, Mark? I've been on a roller coaster or two before in my life, but yeah, it's not something I need to do. I am just a wimp. 
I really, so between the crowds, my general anxiety around roller coasters and being part of a forced corporate event, never again, never again. And you know what I liked? Oh my God, I'm such a wimp. There's like the Hogwarts Express, which is like a little like faux train you get into. It's it's really like for three-year-olds to enjoy. That's what I enjoyed. Once you get over to Universal from one other part of the theme park, I did find the only bar that was actually a bar at 5.30 after being in this park for three and a half hours. I ordered a double Irish whiskey. Thank you. I was so happy. I I looked at Jackie. I said, this is the best part of this day. I know it is. We left the hotel. Like they had like the corporate bus pickup. They pick you up at like two o'clock. Got back to the hotel at 11 o'clock at night. I just wanted to kill myself. You know, it's kind of right up there with my whole trip to Las Vegas last year. You know, like the trip to Las Vegas. Anyway, I'm going back to Las Vegas. I think it's going to be a much better trip this year. The Orlando thing, it was beautiful. You know what? It's just great weather and that's nice. And I met some nice people. It's always nice to be with your partner when you sort of see her in her like professional environment, like people come up and they're like, oh, you know, she's so great. I'm like, I know she's great. Come on. But it's nice to see that. You know what I mean? It was kind of a cool thing to have like a snapshot into her professional life. Very well respected. It's very, you know, you feel very proud to be, to be associated with somebody like that. Anyway, are you a superstar? We'd love to hear from you. Even if you're not, if you're a medium star, it doesn't matter. I would love to hear from you. Mark would love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact us button and tell us what's on your mind. We'd be delighted to bring you on the program. So before I left, we did this funny um, podcast with a guy who is really making fun of himself for saying like, oh my God, I have financial anxiety, even though at the time I think he had $750,000 in a 529 plan and we were talking about getting him to 900. And he had lots and lots of moolah saved. Okay. So Chris, subject, seriously? Three question marks. Chris writes, hopefully I'm joining a chorus of others to complain about getting to hear about, quote, financial insecurity from a family that makes 500 grand per year, has $3.3 million in a 401k, 900 grand in a brokerage, and $700,000 in 529 plans. I could not even make it through the show. When Richie Rich finished listing his assets, I was out. Are these really the only people contacting your show these days? If yes, I think it's time to call it a day and move on. Can we please get back to taking calls or letters from less than the top 1%? No more California, New York doctors or lawyers. And yes, I've written to your show before and sure, I'll come on the air. I mean, look, so I'm, I, you guys, you know this, I do not judge. You can judge. I'm not sitting here in judgment. So to that, Sarah writes, Financial Anxiety Podcast. Message, a note of gratitude. I just listened to today's podcast and I wanted to reach out because you mentioned you were going to get hate mail because of the caller's wealth and questions. I wanted to say thank you for including the caller situation. While our numbers don't exactly line up, I resonated with that saver mentality and the issue of feeling secure, even if the numbers don't make sense. As you mentioned, thoughts on money are informed by our head and our hearts. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. Look, guys, it's for everyone. Write in, say you'll come on the show. 
And if you have no money, we'll put you on the show. And if you have a lot of money, we'll put you on the show. We book the people who write in. That's what Mark says. Okay. Here's someone who says, hi, Jill and Mark. I do not want to be on the show. I don't want anyone to recognize me information. What should we call this person? Let's call this person anonymous. Anonymous is 43 years old with a five-year-old. And I only recently got serious about my finances due to having a child. I have $120,000 in a rollover IRA, $5,000 in a brokerage account, $10,000 in savings, $4,000 in a 529, and $7,000 in a Roth. I also have $1,200 in an IRA. Okay. Hey, maybe this is going to make Chris feel better. This sounds like a normal person with normal amount of money. What do you think, Mark? Should this make Chris? Chris, are you listening? Chris? Chris, are you there? Maybe Chris stopped listening already. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, Anonymous also has just received $70,000 from a settlement. Hmm. Anonymous deposited the full amount in a brokerage account, but hasn't done anything with it yet. My initial thought was to complete investing in my IRAs. I'll max out for 2022 and have $1,200 left that I can deposit to 2021. Pay off the car. Yes. Invest the rest in the brokerage. I'm not sure how to invest it given the current market. Right now in the brokerage, Fidelity low-cost funds, uh, should I dump the rest in the same index fund, different index funds? And I have a 401k with my new job. I started last July. I do a half Roth, half regular uh, using a target date fund and I'm maxing out. Oh, that's good. I currently make $170,000. It's a big increase from my previous job where I made $123,000. That's awesome. I invest $500 a month in the 529. I just started doing $2,000 a month in the brokerage. My idea is paying off the car will give me extra money to put in savings along with the current money I put in there. Anonymous basically puts about 800 to 1,000 bucks a month. That's kind of good after all said and done. Okay, let's just go through these retirement accounts. So there's 120 in a rollover IRA and there's 7,000 in a Roth and 1,200 in a traditional IRA. Here's what I'm thinking. Let's take that 120 and roll it into the new plan. If it's allowed, what we'd like you to first do is forget about the money you just received from the settlement. Let's clean some stuff up. $120,000 from the rollover, roll it into your current retirement account. Hopefully you can do that. I'm going to presume you can. Okay. Next, the $1,200 in the traditional IRA, convert that into the Roth immediately. All right. And we'll pay the tax that's due. You'll have money in this account. So now you've got the money in the Roth. Okay. Now let's go back to where you are. So top off your contribution for 2021, put your, your $6,000 into your Roth for this year. Okay, great. Next, you need more money actually in savings. If you don't mind me saying, I I don't know, you know, you make 170,000, I'm going to guess that you probably need more like you right now have, say, 10,000 in savings. I'm going to guess, Mark, that Anonymous needs maybe 25 or 30,000. Does that seem reasonable? All right, 30,000. So let's put 30 in. So we've got of the 70, 30 goes into uh, another 20 is going into your savings. Let's say 10 for paying taxes, doing stuff, whatever, and topping off retirement accounts. And now we've burned up 30. I would say that of the remaining money, what do you think? 529 in brokerage split? All right. So what I would do is for this year, for your 529, let's just immediately put 16,000 into the 529 for this year. And now you can stop doing that for this, the monthly stuff. Then everything else goes in the brokerage. And in the brokerage account, 
How about 43 years old? You didn't mention a partner. I don't know if you have anything else going on or a house or anything like that, but build up the brokerage account. You've got a low cost index fund. Great. Add a couple of funds. So make it a broad stock index, an international stock index, and some short or intermediate term bond fund. I know everyone's going to hate on the bond fund recommendation, but just even if it's just 20%, let's put something in there. And then I think we're done. And, you know, I think you should be 100% Roth in your retirement account. Um, I know that you're in the top 24% bracket, but you know what? Uh, you're going to keep making money. Sounds like you're in good shape. So let's use that Roth and lock in your tax liability and not worry about it in the future. Okay. Betty's up next. She wants to know, how am I doing financially? Betty is a retired nurse for nine years now. Oh my God. Due to a cancer history, her monthly pension after taxes, 3,400 social security after taxes, another 1,650 money from her IRA about, let's call it about $1,000 a month. Oh my gosh, rental income, $2,200 a month. That's a lot of income there, Mark. Betty's got a second home. Her sister lives in and pays the mortgage. Hmm, That's good. A managed brokerage account with a $345,000, a will and a revocable trust. How am I doing financially? Mark, how would you think Betty's doing financially? I think that Betty, you're killing it. I mean, so four, five, six, seven, eight, $8,200. Let's say it's $8,000 after taxes. Oof. I wonder how much money is in that IRA account. But anyway, it sounds like you're doing great. And I don't know what you're going to do with uh, the second home, if you're just going to keep it or what have you. It sounds like you're in great shape. Clint wants to know how to invest his children's money for the best outcome for them. Okay. So he says they started a bank account for each of the kids when they were born. Their grandmothers put money in them for birthdays and special occasions. That's nice. Recently, Clint's grandmother passed away. Before she did, she gave each of the grandkids $15,000. She refused to do a trust. She just wrote each of them a check for 15 grand. So that's good. I'd like to start earning compound interest for them at an early age. I'm not sure how to do that without doing it under my own accounts and taking the tax. Okay, wait a minute. This is easy, Clint. Let's do a 529 plan. You don't say where you're from, but if you are from a state that offers an state income tax benefit for using your state's 529 plan, do that. That's what I would do with it. And then you don't have to worry about it. And that is the most tax efficient way to invest. And I think that'll be the best outcome for the kids. And there was no problem doing that. Kathleen is divorced, 55 years old, and she recently inherited about $2 million. Some of the money inherited uh, is an inherited IRA. She knows that she'll have to take that out within 10 years. So I'd like some advice on a spending plan as well as insight into whether or not to use a financial advisor. Well, I mean, I think if you're going to use a financial advisor, this is a good time to do it. I often will, you know, recommend to, to you guys listening that when you have a time of transition, that's when you I think you can really benefit from having a guide, somebody who's going to look in your best interest, right? So we want a fiduciary. We want you to have somebody who can help create a plan for you and also make sure that you're kind of voicing what you want to do and see if the advisor can kind of make that possible. So we want that to sync up. So Kathleen, one of the things that you can do is you can go to our website, jillonmoney.com and hit the resources button. 
And we've got the questions you should ask a financial advisor. You can go to NAPFA, the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors, which is N-A-P as in Peter, F-A, org. You can also go to the CFP website, letsmakeaplan.org. And the AICPA website, which has a designation called the CPA PFS. So those are all the different designations. But if you go to um, the JillOnMoney.com website and you look at that those resources, I think we have links to everything in there. So check it out. And yeah, it probably is a good time for you to think about doing this. So I, I it's always nice to kind of have a reset, right, Mark? Like to have a moment where you're like, okay, something big just happened. And now I can kind of take a breath, reset, and and really try to determine what's next for you. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, I think that's right. No sudden moves is a very good bit of uh, advice. Um, so if you have a question about your financial life, just go to JillOnMoney.com. Hit the Contact Us button. Ask us your question. Do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel better and it will make you feel better. Chris, I'm so sorry. And I'm going to just try to lift you up a little bit and say you have an open invitation to come on whenever you want. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 